Just how good is head coach Willie Green? Is Brandon Ingram that dude? And more lessons we've learned about the Pelicans from their first round series against the Phoenix Suns. It's the Tuesday episode, a game day episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Tuesday, game day for your Pelicans, taking on the Phoenix Suns on the road, game five. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available five days a week for y'all. Breaking everything down around this team, Monday through Friday, no paywall, anything like that. Just Pelicans talk on a daily basis, not national media. Someone who covers the team, boots on the ground, knows what's going on with them. So thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen, whether you've been with me for years, the start of this season, or just started tuning in on this run. It's been a lot of fun, and we're happy to have you here as the Pelicans look to go up on their series, create an elimination game going into Game 6 in the Smoothie King Center. So we're going to talk about lessons we've learned. We've seen the Pelicans kind of good and bad in this series now. So what do we know for sure? And this is going to kind of double as a game preview. Then these segments that we're going to talk about, you'll see some kind of hints and tips for things that the Pelicans need to do to try and win this Game 5 tonight. So let's really dive right into it. And I want to start with head coach Willie Green. Something we've learned. Willie Green is a damn good coach. I mean it, to be at 2-2 with this Phoenix Suns series, to have his players buying in and playing as hard as they do, to have the good vibes all around, yeah, that's the sign of a good head coach. He's not perfect, right? He's not perfect. He's made some mistakes, but you've seen him improve as this series has gone on. The rotations have improved. The way he's used his players has uh, improved. And that's kind of the biggest thing, right? You know, he kind of has a good feel and pulse on this roster and what these guys need to be doing. You know, he trusts these players and his team, right? A lot of people were saying, drop Jax, don't start him. I wasn't. I said, actually, keep starting him. Or drop Jose, don't play him at all, right? It doesn't work in this series. No, he still played those guys, but he put them in better positions to succeed. They started using Jackson Hayes off ball more and getting him in motion, and you're able to see the impact he has, even if it's only at the start of the first quarter and the start of the third. And then for Jose Alvarado, look what he had him do to Chris Paul in uh, Sunday's game to just frustrate the living hell out of Chris Paul, right? That's a coach knowing how to, to deploy his guys in a very positive way, in an impactful way, and he's made adjustments with his own players as the series has gone on. He's not wildly swinging from one extreme to another. It's not, okay, after game one, I'm going to bench a dude. He knows what got him here. He knows these players. He knows what to do with them. He just might need to see it not work one time. And he was rarely repeated the same mistake over and over and over again. And for a rookie coach, and he is a rookie, I don't think you can ask for much more than that. You know, at times I think he's been outcoached by Monty Williams, but there's been other times, particularly game four, when he coached circles around Monty Williams. And look, credit to him for keeping Devontae Graham in. And look, I was saying drop Devontae Graham. Don't play him whatsoever. 
But Graham has been outplaying his Phoenix Suns counterparts in this series. He's shooting 41.7% from three. And they're winning those minutes with him out there on the court. That's big because the depth of this Suns team was thought to be an advantage of theirs. Now, part of this is campaign and Landry Shamit playing really poorly. Those guys can't shoot for anything in this series right now. Campaign, by the way, on threes is 0 for 12. Jay Crowder, 1 of 17. And Landry Shamit, who I thought was going to have a bigger role, is just 2 of 10. So, yeah, it's tough to be worse than those guys. But credit Devontae Graham for, for having some hot minutes. And then Willie Green sticking with him, giving him a larger allotment of minutes than he normally would have otherwise because the guy was playing well. Defensively, you can't really have him out there when he's on Chris Paul. But look, he deserves a lot of credit. This is a guy that I've put a lot of blame on and been very frustrated with throughout the season in Devontae Graham. But the Pelicans wouldn't be here without him with his game winners, right? Needed that to get into the playing tournament and everything going forward. And right now he's giving them some quality backup guard minutes, you know, a position they desperately don't really have anyone else in. So if you can win those minutes with Devontae Graham, yeah, things are going to go probably okay for you. Another thing we've learned, this team, not scared of the moment, and they've got a nice, nice edge to them, don't they? Herb and Jose being rookies, and look at the starring roles they played in Game 3. Herb Jones was getting cheap shots thrown on him all night by Chris Paul. And you know what? He got fed up with it and threw a couple back. I kind of like the rookie doing that, right? I liked him on the ground, not letting Chris Paul pick him up and waiting for CJ McCollum to come over and help him up. Just this edge that this team has, the mental toughness that this team has, they're... They feel older than they actually are, right? They feel like they've been here before, and it's not their first time in the postseason for the majority of these guys. And that leads to a bright future. These rookies are not playing like rookies. And so you wanted to see this play-in tournament and the postseason be development. You're getting it, and you're getting it on the mental side of things with this Pelican squad as well. So coming up, Brandon Ingram, that dude... That dude. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. All right, NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. It's super easy to play. You pick two to five players in an over/under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. It's really that simple, right? It's not you versus other players who have more time to spend on this, who are got machine learning algorithms multiple screens diving in all that no it's just you see a number and you pick below above it or below it and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's really that easy and price picks is safe and they offer fast withdrawals so use the award-winning app available on both the app store and google play and price picks offers any prop you can think of points scored rebounds even steals they also allow mixed sports entries you can get it for college uh, basketball when it's in season the mlb mma soccer and many more so for a limited time price picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our locked on pelicans listeners you're gonna get 50 dollars for free if a player in your first price pick entry scores a single point but you've got to use promo code nba 
That's right. This is an exclusive offer available for Locked On fans. Sign up today. Use promo code NBA for $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week. No one else coming to you all like this. I'm trying to get a certain guest on. I was actually trying to get Jameis Winston. I reached out to his representation. He's just not doing interviews right now. So for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts it's free and available wherever you get your podcast you can't get all the context from a box score you need to get it from our local experts covering both sides of it available on locked on now and in today's episode of locked on pelicans we are talking about lessons we've learned about this team right willie green good coach there's a fun edge to this team the fans are fully embracing leading to a lot of fj crowder chance and other things and i dig it and we'll get into more of that in the third segment, too. What we've learned, though, about the Pelicans in this postseason, Brandon Ingram can be a superstar. Brandon Ingram can be that dude. He's been a top player in the first round so far. Just outstanding play from him realizing that he's the best player on the court and he's going to go and get his. That was a masterful performance from him in Game 2 and Game 4. Both Pelicans wins. He wants to go out and he wants to do it. He's averaging 30 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists right now. And it's the first time he's ever played in the postseason. This is a huge stage that he's never been on. He's just 24 years old and he's risen to the occasion. And it's not just on offense. It's on defense too. I talked about it in yesterday's show recapping the game for win. He came out with an intensity on defense that I've never seen from him before. He played better defense in that game than at any other point probably in his career. That mental edge, right? He's like the eye of the tiger. He didn't want to lose this game. And so he was going to do whatever it took to try and win. And that meant committing himself on defense. That is an area that was lacking in his game before. And he seemed to really want to try and improve upon that this year. And you know what? He has. He's also just been outstanding offensively. 51% from the field, 50% from three in this series, shooting 88% from uh, the foul line. What more could you want from him when he's playing 38 minutes per game? He has been so unbelievably good. Oh, and he's dishing out a ton of assists for New Orleans in this one too. 20 assists over the first four games. Sign me up for that performance from him every single time. He knows he can get to the mid-range and get his shot. And when he decides he's going to take over, he can do it. And then when he realizes that the team is going to try, the Suns are going to try and take him away, well, he's going to pass. And look, you're going to see that a lot in this game. I have to imagine that they are going to game plan and defend Brandon Ingram differently. This is where we get into the game preview stuff, right? Than they have in the previous games. It's going to be very similar to what we were saying when it came to Chris Paul, right? Don't let Chris Paul beat you. Let someone else beat you. And no one could do that for the Suns in game four. So the Suns are probably going to take a pretty similar approach. I would not be shocked if they start defending him like the Pelicans did Chris Paul. Basically picking him up the second he crosses half court, putting two guys on him, and forcing the ball out of his hand. And here's the thing, though. He's a good passer. We just talked about the assists. So when they do that, he can get the ball out. And then what New Orleans needs to do is find C.J. McCollum and get him a little bit of space. Ball gets out of Brandon Ingram's hand. You need to throw it to someone. 
then you need to pass it around the horn until it gets to CJ McCollum, either for an open three-point shot or hopefully with an open lane to drive to the basket too. It's time for a big CJ game. He has not played amazing this series, despite putting up good numbers. He's averaging, where did those numbers just go? I have them. I'm in the wrong window here. CJ McCollum is averaging 24 points per game, seven rebounds, and six assists. They're all good. But he's not shooting amazing from the field at just 40%, but he is shooting okay from three at 40% as well. But that's really coming from the game where he shot six of 10. So overall, it's been a bit of a mixed bag with him. He's not shooting well from the, the free throw line, and he wasn't efficient. 23 points, 24 points on 18 shots in game four. If you can get him close to, I don't know, 30 points in this one on decent enough shooting, 24 shots, something like that, I feel really good about the Pelicans winning this game and being able to close this out at home on Thursday and what's going to be a red out again, by the way. It's time for a big CJ game, and you have to imagine with Brandon Ingram really going to be kind of keyed out of the game, I think, by the Phoenix Suns, and if they don't, that's a mistake on their part. It's got to be a big time for a CJ game. Quick passes, get it to CJ, get him in a little bit of space and see what he's capable of doing. Because we've seen he's capable of being a go-to scorer for New Orleans. We learned for keeping it in the theme of today's show. This is exactly what you wanted to see out of him in the role that he's needed to play. But he's going to need to also have moments where he steps up, where he is the best player, the best offensive player on the court for New Orleans. This is going to be one of those games. The Suns are not going to, they're going to do everything they can to not let Brandon Ingram beat them, which means other people are going to be open. Let's let it be CJ, right? Let's let CJ win it for New Orleans versus a guy like Herb Jones or Valanciunas down low. I think it's time for that explosion. And maybe it means they, they, they're they not as worried about him thinking he's kind of shrinking from the moment, but I can see a big CJ game coming in tonight's hopefully win for the New Orleans Pelicans. So we got a couple more things we've learned. And let me know in the YouTube comments below, what have we learned from this Pelicans team? What do you agree with with me here in today's show? What have I missed in today's show? I've only got like 30 minutes. I could go a whole lot longer on this one, but I'd like to keep it to time. So that's coming up here next. Let's talk about the versatility. Oh yeah, in New Orleans is most definitely a basketball city. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. So find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. And BetOnline.net is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. The Pelicans to win this series, they were originally plus 3,000, plus 4,000. They're now plus 250. They're still an underdog over these final three games, hopefully. Two games, hopefully? But it has shrunk dramatically from where they were, and that is Vegas kind of keying in on this New Orleans team and knowing how good that they really can be. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action over at betonline.net, betonline where the game starts. Thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for y'all wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, check out Locked On Saints. It's the draft this week. I completely forgot about it in all of this. So I've been binge listening to Locked On Saints, catching up on what the black and gold is going to do with two first-round picks. It's going to be an exciting day on Thursday. Host Ross Jackson is breaking down everything you need to know about the Saints on draft day. QB, maybe? Offensive line? Receiver? All needs. He's breaking it down, what they're going to end up doing for you here. And then he's going to be breaking down all of the picks they make over the next couple of days after that. So make sure Locked on Saints is your second listen 
every single day. All right, so we are talking about what we've learned from the New Orleans Pelicans during this run by the Phoenix Suns. All right, Willie Green's a damn good coach. He knows these guys. He knows his roster. We need to trust him probably a little bit more. We learned that this team isn't scared. We've also learned that Brandon Ingram can be that dude, can be a superstar as he is playing like right now. You probably need a little bit more consistency out of Brandon Ingram at times before we're ready to go like full-blown, yeah, he's a super-duper star, but he's like right on the cusp of it. And if they end up winning this series, certainly he's going to kind of be in that conversation. But he's been a top-five player in the postseason so far. He's basically right there. But we've also learned that this Pelicans team has a lot of versatility. And this also goes to head coach Willie Green knowing this roster well. Larry Nance Jr. in this series, despite sometimes limited minutes, has been outstanding, right? Willie Green has known when to really deploy him. When it's time to go small ball and try and beat this Suns team with your like athleticism and a little bit more shooting and opening things up for this team. But Larry Nance Jr. has been fantastic. And he's known when to get away from Larry Nance Jr. too, right? And when to go big and put the ball in Valanciunas' hands. I think that's been important. But either way, either way, it's allowed the Pelicans to play their strength, rebounding, and they have crushed, they have crushed the Phoenix Suns on the boards in this series. The Phoenix Suns have a total of 142 rebounds. New Orleans has 191. It's almost a 50-rebound advantage, 49-rebound advantage. Willie Green is playing to this team's strengths and finding lineups that keep those strengths afloat. That was a concern I had going into this series, was that if they played small, they weren't going to be able to rebound as well, and New Orleans would lose in an area where they had the edge. But Willie Green has found a way to put lineups together, including Nance and Valanciunas at the same time, which we really saw for extensive minutes for the first time in Game 4. And it's worked. You know, seeing that there's some depth and versatility on this roster, I think, has been a nice thing to see. At times, it's really felt like they're top-heavy, and they are. But when you can find the right combination of guys that kind of minimize that to a certain degree and allow a little bit of depth to shine while still being you and playing to your identity and your strengths... Yeah, it's been really good. You know, Trey Murphy's a part of that too, deploying him in a variety of different situations. And what we've also learned, and I love this one the most, New Orleans is a basketball city. And by the way, it's not just a basketball city. It's a really freaking fun basketball city. Pels 12 here, you guys are in this Suns team's head. Monty Williams can get fined after that game because he complained about the refs when now the refs were actually fine in that one for the most part. He's just looking for excuses to try and fire these guys up. And he said they got outworked, they got outplayed. He's trying to make them feel a little bit better by blaming it on the refs when the refs had nothing to do with it. But you could see that team kind of came unglued. Part of that was Jose Alvarado annoying the hell out of Chris Paul all game. But I think a lot of that was also the Smoothie King Center, the F.J. Crowder chance, right? And them being a little bit rattled by all of this and just how good New Orleans was playing and how loud the crowd was. If you actually watched ESPN yesterday on PTI, Michael Wilbon was saying that he thinks New Orleans might have the biggest home court advantage in the playoffs, that it might be the rowdiest crowd there is in the NBA. Strong agree especially after French Quarterfest when people have been drinking like all day and come in pretty fired up. 
But as we've kind of said, right, there was a moment this season, and it comes from J.J. Reddick, and thank you, J.J., where, where fans kind of said, like, enough is enough, right? Enough with the disrespect. Enough with, like, county sound and all of these negative things. And kind of put their foot back, f- put their foot down and gave everyone the middle finger. And I kind of dig that kind of, is it swagger? I don't know if that's the right word for it, but that FU attitude, that literal, it's the shirt I'm going to be wearing on Thursday, Pels 12 versus the world. You can get it if you go check out Boot Crew Media and Pro Pels Talk. That's it. It's working. I love that. It's not just a team that's like, oh yeah, you know, this is fun, whatever. There's an edge, there's an attitude to it. And look at how Phoenix Suns fans on Twitter are kind of like in their feels a little bit, right? They're complaining about the F.J. Crowder chant when this is the team that supported the dude beating up a Nuggets fan and flying him out for like free games and everything because he fought a guy. Yeah, they're, they're a little riled up. They don't like this at all. And New Orleans is kind of putting the screws to him. And it's a lot of fun, isn't it? It's a lot of fun. And so that that's all due to you. I talked about it yesterday in yesterday's show, right? Pat yourselves on the back. You've really made a mark in this series. You made a mark on this franchise. And this is the type of identity that is built by you and organically and not forced. And that's something that can't be taken away with a hashtag change or anything like that. That's what it's going to be going forward, I'd be willing to bet. The 12s, 12 thing is not going away at all and probably ever again. And I love it. And teams don't love it which is maybe one of the biggest things. And so we have definitely learned this year that New Orleans is a basketball city. So I've run out of time here. There's definitely more things we've learned about the team this year. Let me know in the comments below what they are on YouTube or tell me on Twitter at Nola Jake. And that's going to do it for this episode. Two keys to the game. Defend Chris Paul. What is Brandon Ingram going to do? And if they get the ball out of his hands, it's got to be a guy like CJ McCollum hitting shots, getting some offense kind of think it's that simple to a certain degree so enjoy the game tonight hopefully we're going to be recapping a win tomorrow as always i'm your host jake madison at nola jake on twitter and i'll be back with y'all tomorrow to recap the game